You are right up my street. Oh, you can't make me choose. I go by Toyota. Sponsors T4. Fuck me, Lee Ryan's 13. <laughs> I remember we couldn't remember the word for table. This is Your Welcome America, the podcast that explains what the bloody hell Brits are banging on about. In every episode, we translate British pop culture for America. And American pop culture for Britain. You're welcome. welcome. I am Ben. I am Fraser. Fraser like Razor. Wagon wheel what to see. Oh, we were out last night and someone got your name right. Yeah. Actually, yesterday, multiple people got my name right. I even, I went to a uh, a coffee shop yesterday and someone got my name right. And they got my name right in Arby's. Mm. It's, it's all coming up Fraser, not Fraser. Which we are going to be. But didn't, didn't they, when they read out your name, didn't they say Fra, Fraser? Oh, he spelt it right and said it wrong. Yeah, you're right. Damn it. Oh, well, one step closer. One step closer to heaven, baby, means one step closer to you. Because you are all I need to get me oh. through. Gotta get through this. Gotta get through this. <laughs> gotta make, gotta make, gotta make it through. I, I got lost on a through. I was trying oh, to come up with a through one and I, I messed it up. We need to talk about S Club Juniors at some point. Yeah, we do. <laughs> That's some, add that to the long list. Add that to the long list. This long list that I always say, add it to it, and I don't do anything about. No, I've got a list somewhere. How are you, babes? I am wonderful, thank you. I am... I, I'm trying to think if I have anything to tell you from today. I really don't. I got up and exercised and then came here, so this has really been my my day so far. Well, because I'm also a queer who lives in LA, I also got up, exercised, and came here. Does anybody care? What are your plans for 2024? <laughs> Does anybody care? I'm going to turn 40. <laughs> big. It's pretty big. It's pretty weird. I'll always be one year younger than you. Yeah, it's only one year, so don't get too comfortable. You're going to be knocking on 40's door before you know it. Talking of knocking on 40's door, we were at a Kylie night last night. <laughs> Many people there who had maybe knocked over 40's yeah. door and maybe entered a different room altogether. Kind of Kool-Aid man through the door to another <laughs> decade. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we're at Akbar in Silver Lake. It was Kylie night. It started off well, but then got too busy. But what did we see? What did we feel? <laughs> Speaking of old, at one point, it just got so busy, we all mutually decided to leave at the exact same moment. We said, we've got to get out of here. But that wasn't... Like, even if I'd been in a club age 21 like that, you couldn't dance. It was horrible. Yeah. it's it, They they let too many people into that venue and it's too small. They need to expand. So many people wearing glasses. <laughs> yeah, you get, you you were shocked that everyone was wearing glasses. Because when like, I wear contacts and I wear glasses, but I remember when I used to go to the Joiner's Arms in London, if I was wearing glasses, they would just, it was cold last night, right? <laughs> yeah. It was hot inside Akbar. They just steam up. <laughs> You're getting jostled, have your glasses knocked off your yeah. face. Yeah. <laughs> That's no fun. What songs did we hear? The music th- for a Kylie-themed night, there was some real hits and misses. I ha- My high point was Better the Devil You Know. So I really got to sing along to that. Because the- also the DJ was doing some fun and not so fun remixes of Kylie songs as well. So they played the only acceptable version of Can't Get You Out of My Head, the which Blue is that Monday Blue one. Monday remix. That was good. But then there was just a couple of other... There was that slow remix that's with... Uh, Love to love you, baby. That was nice. I do like that one, but I also just wanted to hear slow. slow. I needed a few more. And as you said, it needed to be single album track, single album track. We were getting really deep into some early al- early album tracks, like one after the other. Or even just, I'll broaden out, like, beloved song, album track, beloved song, album track. Because there are some album tracks that everyone, like, knows and likes. So maybe 
Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's that one album track that I really hate from back in the day. The one that goes, your disco. Your disco needs you. Your disco needs you. I hate that song. Does anybody care? (laughs) It's really interesting because last night it did feel like we were in London and a lot of the gays were of a certain age and lived in South London, which is how I've always pictured Kylie fans. And I am a Kylie fan. I'm a Kylie fan and I used to live in South London. So what an interesting comment you're trying to make. That was, to a, real, my that was a real burn. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm so offended. <laughs> so that was Kylie night. We we then scuttled off to our beloved Eagle because it got too hot and busy. Yeah. So any ghosts <laughs> from the Eagle? No, no, same old. No. Lots of bearded men. I came home and ate uh, granola and yogurt. Oh, I had that for breakfast. <laughs> Does anybody care? Oh, what, a, what a strange thing to eat after being out. Because I was hungry and I was limited. Yeah, fair enough. We haven't recorded since you went to Scotland and you actually hung out with one of our favourite listeners. Don't give the game away. <laughs> went to Scotland. I just do need to tell you about my first breakfast, like the, the breakfast I had as soon as I arrived in Scotland. It had sausage. Oh, we're going to go through the whole thing. <laughs> just the meats. Sausage, bacon, black pudding, Ugh. haggis. Ugh. How... How hammy was that bacon? You know how I feel about UK bacon. Oh my God, it was so hammy. This is a room service one. Ugh. So hammy, like undercooked bacon. And then I asked, oh, can I get some avocado? And they sent like like a, a, a pot of like old El Paso kind of browning guacamole. So <laughs> I asked for avocado, not guacamole. <laughs> anyway, but that night, super exciting. I went and hung out with our, our listener favorite, one of our favorite listeners, Cliff, and his friend James, who I believe is also a listener, although I don't fully believe it. James, prove us wrong. And uh, went to Delmonica's, Dell's gay bar. Oh, it sounds like a pizzeria. We do go to pizzeria later. <laughs> went, sat down, two men never met. It was like we were just all friends. Just slipped into their friendship group and had a good time. Yeah, I had some gin and tonics. And before we knew it, we did went to three different bars. Did you hear any good music? Mm, I can't remember, actually. But we're at you that hear first... Houdini? I come in, I go. Um, I can't remember what music was playing, but we started off in Delmonica's. We're just chatting up a storm. Then we went to Katie's bar, which is terrifying. Went downstairs in Katie's bar. It's another gay bar. And there was Who's someone... Katie? Who knows? But it was about... 8 p.m. on a Tuesday and or Wednesday and there was someone just vomiting in the corner for about 30 minutes. Ooh. So that was going on. And then we went to another place called Underground Sound of the and that was it. Oh, and then we went and had pizza and because of course Glasgow has such amazing Italian food and Italians in general. Of course. The pizza was some of the best pizza I've ever had and that was it. It's had a lovely time with Cliff and James. Thank you so much for taking this old gal out on the town. Right, any other news from you before we get into feedback? No. <laughs> what what uh what episode of You Welcome America is this, by the way? 95. Working our way to 100. <laughs> We're nearly at 100 episodes. Does anybody care? Let's do some feedback. <laughs> Please, as ever, get in touch on Instagram, on basically just Instagram. Email us. Yes, you're welcome, America podcast at gmail.com. And do you know what? If any of you want to do like a New Year's resolution, maybe fucking rate and review us. Okay? Um, I'm, I'm going to edit that and make that nicer. Please give us a rating and reviewing. That would be lovely. Thank you. <sighs> 
Uh, so just some general, just some general light, nice notes about having my mum back on the podcast. Oh, yeah. Because uh, we recorded with her. My friend Elisa said, OMG, Lazzy Yo is back. Not a nickname that I want to be keeping for my mum. Mm. And she said, saving this episode for Saturday morning in bed with crumpets. And <laughs> <laughs> now I need to know from you, Elisa, whether you did listen to that in bed with crumpets, which I love. Would a crumpet cause a crumb? I don't think no, it would. No, I think, I think if, anything, if anything, you're going to get a, bu- a butter drip on a duvet cover mm. rather than a, than a crumb. Do you, eat, do you eat in bed? No. Okay. Not at all. I hate eating in bed. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> Shout out to listener Niall. Niall and I, I found out that Niall, I've got him really nearly oh, he's shaming. A, he's also a bed eater. He loves eating. And I was like, thank God, I do too. <laughs> well, when you say eating in bed, are you talking like a full dinner with a knife and fork? Oh God, no. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, I guess then I do eat in bed. What do you eat? Well, you know, like a crisp. Oh, that's a crumb though. Yeah? Well, what are you eating in bed that, that's out, not a meal and doesn't have crumbs? I lay out a full napkin and I might have a tray. and Like, like my yogurt and granola last night. Seriously? Does anybody care? I just don't like, I don't really like laying down and eating like food food. Oh no, I'm like propped up. <laughs> <laughs> Well, like I'm in a hospital bed. Yeah, you're like Madeline Ashton waking up in the morning, like upright. Yeah. Oh, I'm also speaking of, I'm really pleased that last night we've really worked out that my alter ego is indeed Vanessa from Little Mermaids. <laughs> yes. Yeah. She is you and you are her. Not you, Ursula, just Vanessa. Vanessa. Do you have, do you ever have coffee in bed? Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah. I do have coffee in bed. I, I do liquids. In- <laughs> <laughs> bed liquids. Oh God! Right, uh, and go. then yeah, just a just a jewels allowed said honestly, ghost hunting with girls allowed is pure gold. They ain't wrong. Too long though. Yeah. Oh, way too long. Yeah. Needs a major <laughs> edit. Yeah. Okay. Walter Boy has got in touch. Hi, Walt. Thank you as ever for being a listener. Uh, he said, <clears throat> "Okay, so me and my boyfriend always say to each other, oh, you can't make me choose from your intro when we're faced with a minor decision in daily life, but we have no idea where it's from.'" Or what it's from. Who is it? No, I think you should reveal it's very much your favourite. It's Victoria Beckham, her 72, 73 questions in Vogue. Harry or William? Oh, you can't make me choose. And then <laughs> they ask her other questions like, tell, tell us something no one knows about you. And her answer is, comedy gold. And, and an answer that makes no sense. And the guy that she meets uh, at the beginning, what's he called? Daniel. Daniel, hi. How are you? How are you? And they do a really <laughs> awkward handshake. He, he went on to be on that Next in Fashion show on either Next in Fashion or one of the, you know, there's those two that are exactly the same, the yeah. Heidi Klum one and the, the Netflix, Netflix one. one. He went on to one of them. He was in Next in Fashion. Next in Fashion. The first season of that. Yeah, so every time I saw him, I was like, Daniel, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> Any other feedback? Imagine, uh, imagine kind of slightly problematic wailing music that would go over like a movie in like The Mummy. Is <laughs> 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 <Is> it we- <laughs> We got an email from, I don't even know if, I don't even remember signing up for this this service that tells us about our podcast ratings, but uh, we said, hey, someone called Carlos emailed us and said, hey, how's it going? Hope all is well. I have some cool information that might interest you. Your podcast, Your Welcome America, has good performance in Apple podcast rankings in the last 30 days. We got to position number 95 in the comedy category in Egypt. <gasps> we can thank the spirit of your Egyptian grandma. Wow. Well, now that I wear her ring. Yeah. 
Don't look directly at it. <laughs> that combined with me looking Egyptian but not being it, I think we've managed to really crack the Egyptian market. Do you think it's just because we say the words Egypt and Egyptian <laughs> a lot and it's just somehow like <laughs> snuck in? Okay, we've had a lovely email from... Now, it's either Thurston Christine or Christine Thurston. I would think it's Christine Thurston, but then at the bottom it just says Thurston. We'll just call them Thurston, I'd say. Yeah. Thurston said in her email, thank you so much for the gift of the podcast. And I say, you're welcome to that. Uh, adore the pod. have been catching up at the gym and on the commute, nearly spat my drink. I wonder what the drink was. On the commute, I'm guessing a teeny tiny coffee from a coffee shop. Or maybe she's got, maybe Thurston's got like the Pret subscription. It's like <laughs> maybe. 40 pounds a month. And she spat her Pret subscription out when the girl group, with the girl group special when No Way No Way sprung up. Don't get this with me. It unlocked a core memory of me and my girlies taking the piss and hate loving it back in the day. She said she needs a special episode. This is good. A special episode of Girl Group Solo Projects. Ooh. There's a rich tapestry of stunning solo efforts to discuss. The Spice Girls, All Saints Appleton, Jesse Nelson. So yeah. I That's think- a great idea. That that really that really gets a lot of loose scraps into one category for us, doesn't it? Yeah, because like I only want to we only want to talk about you know, when it comes to um, fucking what's your name from Hearsay, our beloved. Kim Marsh. Kim Marsh. There's only one song I want to talk about. I would like to say that I <laughs> never meant to make you cry. I think about you every day, no matter what your friends might say. Exactly. <laughs> I've got more. No, I'll, I'll stop. <laughs> so yeah, thank you so much for that. And, and do you know what? We promise you at some point this year, that is going to be an episode. A million percent. It's, it's a great idea. Um, if you want to get in touch, Instagram, email, please rate and review us. And we're back, and Ben is going to be doing our American topic, and I know what it is because we went together. We went together. We went to the fast food chain Arby's. We went to the Hollywood location. Arby's. Hollywood. (laughs) We did. We went to glamorous Hollywood. It's to Sunset Boulevard and... Glamorous Hollywood, California. On a Saturday night. <laughs> a Saturday early evening. <laughs> yeah, it's what, 7 p.m.? Yeah. Now, I mm. will say, for considering we went to a uh, not great part of town, it was pretty pleasant. Yeah. And the Arby's itself was pretty nice for a fast food restaurant in Hollywood. When we say not great but part of town, UK listeners, just think, imagine if Leicester Square was just a whole neighborhood. <laughs> imagine that. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> so just to give everyone a bit of background, it's a fast food, Arby's is a, an American fast food sandwich chain. It's got more than 3,300 restaurants, that's specific. Anything interesting of note here? It's most famous for its roast, roast beef sandwiches. We're going to come back to that. I think their tagline right now, their phrase is like, we've got all the meats or we've got the meats. We've got the meats. We've got the meats. Okay. Now, my question for you is, what? Is, it called, is it called Arby's because it's RB, which is roast beef? Oh, but it's A-R-B-Y. Right. But like, is that, has that been extrapolated from roast beef, RB, Arby's? I'm glad you asked me. It was started <laughs> in 1964 by these brothers, Forrest and Leroy Raffle. <laughs> Raffle. Forrest and Leroy. They chose the name Arby's, a phonetic pronunciation of letters R and B, short for Raffle Brothers. Well, and then it became roast beef. There you go. Wow. I'm impressed with myself. It started in Ohio, a state I've never been to and I'm never going. <laughs> Have you been to Ohio? I've certainly never been to Ohio. Yeah. I'm not quite sure where it is on the map of the US. It's in the middle at the top. Couldn't tell you. 
hoping to attract a more upscale clientele. I mean, we we bloody went. Arby's interior design was purposely more luxurious in appearance. Beg to diff on the uh, location that we went to, maybe yeah. in 2024. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So very hard plastic bench seating in that Arby's. Like yeah, it was kind of like being in a 1990s or 1980s McDonald's. Yeah, that plastic seating, <laughs> and yeah, so that's been pretty much it. That's the whole backstory of Arby's. But we went Saturday night. One of their big things is the sign is this giant hat. It kind of looks like well, remember the hat that Pharrell used to wear ten years ago? Yes, it's Pharrell and Yosemite Sam. Yes. It's very much Yosemite Sam's hat. A big, like, neon... Oh, my God, Laurie Lachlan was in a commercial. Lachlan. Laurie Lachlan! (laughs) So we drove to Arby's in Hollywood. We've got to talk about the parking. (laughs) Do we? (laughs) We turned up. There was a space just directly in front of us, just slotted into it. Now, listeners outside of L.A., you don't understand. <laughs> How often does that happen? It never happens. Parking is one of the greatest stresses of living in Los Angeles is that slight kind of where your neck starts to go up, where you start thinking about how you're going to have to park at whatever you're doing, <laughs> especially in certain parts of town. Do you remember? I remember K-Town. K-Town. And also there's that particular part of WeHo where I used to go to the gym, where that training, that Australian training gym oh. thing is. You know what I'm talking oh. about. <laughs> it's like... Where I, my blood pressure would just start rising as soon as I was like, oh God, I'm never going to find parking. It's it's Santa Monica and Fairfax. I missed a gym class once because I couldn't find somewhere to park and I just drove home. You know, that's why I've refused to go to What's Your Chops dance classes. <laughs> Playground. What's your name again? Robin Anton. Robin Anton's like... It's right on... No, that's more Melrose. That's Melrose. You, still. Your issue is parking on Melrose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So we parked. It was like you've said in the past, sometimes we go somewhere and it's like we're in a movie or a TV show and the crew have been like, uh, make sure we keep us space yeah. for Ben and Fraser. They're coming and I see them going around the corner. I, lo- I love it when that happens, when there's just enough people to feel like the extras are all there, mm. which I think is actually kind of part of being a delusional person that thinks they're the main character in life, right? Yeah, main character syndrome. <laughs> Do you think that you're the main character? No. I don't think I even think I'm the main character. No, I, I think that would be... You know, as much as I do fun things, I think it'd be the world's most boring television show. There'd be so many episodes of me laying in bed doing nothing. No, but I think you're a really good... Oh, God. Oh, God. A really good, like... Tragic figure? No, no, fun (laughs) side character that everyone loves. Okay. And I'm like Vanessa, so I'm just like a bit of pure fun (laughs) evil that everyone remembers (laughs) and enjoys. But I'm not... I'm not not Prince Eric. (laughs) Who did we decide last night you were in The Little Mermaid? Well, there was some... I got pushed into the role of Sebastian, much like being, you know, me having to be Mel B all the time in the Spice Girls when I was younger for certain reasons. Um, yeah, but, but yeah, you're all like, and then you did a full on Sebastian impression, impression, which was flawless. Well, I, I wanted to be more, I think of myself as more scuttle energy, but. Yeah, but remember where we landed? You're both. You yeah, can be true. scuttle and Sebastian and you're doing the voice for both. I can do sea and air. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, because I'm going to do that, my one-woman show where I sing Kiss the Girl as Sebastian and Scuttle. Uh, There you see her sitting there across the way. Uh, For any listeners that are worried about me doing that accent, my dad is from the Caribbean, which is Sebastian's accent. So relax. Okay. You grew up up with Sebastian, didn't you? I did. You went to the same school. Okay, we're going to Arby's Saturday evening. Pretty chill in there. Yeah. 
Menu-wise, now there's some curious things going on in the menu. It is focused on sandwiches. You could get a turkey sandwich if you wanted. The beef sandwich is the main deal, but we're oh. not going to come back to that just yet. Blech. I instantly was attracted to some sort of fish fish thing that was going on that I wasn't allowed to order. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. I can't order the beef sandwich. They've got a gyro wrap. They've got curly fries, crinkle fries, and lots of different things like that. Dessert-wise, they had those turnovers like those pastry turnovers some very anemic looking apple apple pies apple turnover apple cherry turnover. turnover but they did have some good looking cookies we didn't get the cookies we made a mistake yeah. the, the apple turnovers looked very sad and pale and and like in a depressing cabinet i didn't like the look of them Ugh. crispy fish sandwich meal i just seen something called the fish and cheddar sandwich meal Ugh. oh i don't want i don't want cheese with my fish fish and cheddar that's really that's really turning my stomach I, i'm always really frustrated I so so rarely go to McDonald's, but like a late night McDonald's, they never make they never have a fillet of fish in hand. <laughs> so anyway, I ordered. Isn't that Donald Trump's favorite McDonald's item? <laughs> I mean, plenty of bad people share taste with good people. I'm just I'm just pointing things out. Okay. <laughs> just just do you know what? I'm saying you're the bad person and he's the good person. <laughs> <laughs> so I had. The number one, I had the classic roast beef. I ordered that. I also ordered, I got a Dr. Pepper, very exciting. And I got some mac and cheese balls and I got curly fries. What did you order? I got a chicken sandwich and uh, curly fries and mozzarella sticks. Now, as someone who doesn't like beef, (laughs) the way that beef is piled into that roast beef sandwich is truly stomach churning. There's so much of it. It's, It's thick. Now, in the picture, but it wasn't that thick in real life, was no, it? No, but also, it's the slices aren't. It's very much a beef luncheon meat. Right. You know, that really, like, piggy, floppy, yep. kind of slightly sweaty ham you'd get. All kind of, like, curled up. Like, layered almost like wafer. Yes. Like a wafer layer yep. in a, a te- like an Asda. Yeah. Imagine that, but beef. That's what it was. in this sort of very yellow brioche bun. And it had, like, a jam inside and a mayonnaise. You're, I know you'd be very unhappy with that. Yeah, everything is upsetting me what you're, that you're saying. Now, crucially, it was it was hot. Mm. Well, warm. Do you know what? Pretty good. Yeah, my chicken sandwich was great. Curly fries were pretty disappointing. It's strange because a curly fry sounds so appealing, but I think these curly fries had been fried so many times. They were yeah. kind of gross. Not great. Mozzarella sticks. <laughs> oh, they were fine. I mean, it's just mozzarella sticks. Yeah. They all, I think they're the same the world over. How did you feel about the mac and cheese balls? They were fine. They were pretty good, yeah, actually. I like them. I did like the fact that you could also get horseradish sauce, horseradish sauce from a pump, and they called it horsey sauce. Now, I will say, mac and cheese deep fried, nothing is ever, ever going to beat the mac and cheese burger at the Cheesecakes Factory. The Cheesecakes Factory? Cheesecake Factory. Have you ever had that? No. It's, I, I only had it once on my birthday when I, my 10 years ago, my 30th birthday. I was there. When we, yeah, when we went to Vegas. Yeah. And it's basically, it's a beef burger, but then I said I don't eat beef and now I'm talking about eating a beef burger. We can't get into my food issues. And then there's a whole other burger on top that is a, like a deep fried mac and cheese, but they make it in like a burger shape. Oh. So it's like a patty, but it's a deep fried mac and cheese patty. So you have that on top of the burger and then the bun. It's a lot, but it's delicious. Wait a minute. Scotland. How about a haggis burger? Why is that has to be a thing? 
Wait a minute, Hag- because that would be pretty yummy. <laughs> I like the way you just addressed Scotland. Scotland, my people. <laughs> G- Gary McLean's Haggis Burger. Oh, it uh. is a thing. But wait a minute, just going back to you, you and meats. If I made a lasagna, would you eat it? Yes. If I made a shepherd's pie, would you eat it? Yes. Now, I use shepherd's and cottage pie incorrectly, so yes. I'm using minced beef. Be- yes, yes. Okay, I wouldn't cool. eat lamb. If You'd have to tell me it was lamb. Okay, the next couple of weeks, I'm going to do a big shepherd's pie. Uh, yeah, I will eat. I will eat beef in a... U.S. ground, uh, U.K. mince form. Seriously, does anybody care? Don't get with me. I will eat beef in a burger form. I will not eat beef in a sliced deli meat way or in a uh, like thick. steak. What about a thick? What about in between? <laughs> in between a luncheon meat and a and a steak. Like I'm not a thick. I'm not feeling great about that. Yeah. Yeah, that's already. <laughs> I'm already feeling a little uncomfortable about that. I'm just trying to think what, how else I could trip you up. No, there's, there's, I've, I've been dealing with this a long time, and I, I know the ins and outs. Question from Ricardo in Scotland: Do you know what a square sausage is? No. Oh, so that is a Scottish thing. Yeah, it's a sausage shaped like a square. Yeah, it looks very terrifying. Anyway, clientele. Else. <laughs> well, is it? Is it? Just is it like sausage meat in a square like they do here? Like a sausage, yeah. you know how they do the little sausage burgers? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, uh, clientele-wise, I was a little concerned being in Hollywood that we might, you know, have people really displaying a lot of personality <laughs> while we were trying to eat. But it was very quiet. But there was two men that were definitely watching conspiracy theory podcasts, like, separately on their phones while they ate their Arby's together. Separately together. Yeah. Yeah. There was a woman who's in the back of our picture we took who had long blonde hair and she was having a great time. Singing along to all the music. Yeah, the music Yeah, the music was kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like the more fast food places we go to for this podcast, the more like sad I feel about fast food. <laughs> but- it's never it's never quite the, the the beloved thing that it feels like it's going to be, is it? But would but would you go back? I mean, I would. I was saying to you last night that of all the food things we've done for this podcast, Nothing will ever be darker than when we went to Ireland's restaurant, which was actually a full restaurant. And it was a shame because it started off well. It seemed really fun. I've never been so unwell as I was during that meal. Um, And I feel like I feel like I would definitely eat that chicken sandwich again. It was good. It was really good. There was also curiously a milkshake menu and there was a milkshake called the Jamaka Shake, which actually now reading it does make sense. It's just it's like a mocha. So it's chocolate and coffee in a milkshake. So it's the Jer Java. Mocha. Like coffee. Oh, but then a mocha's... That's say it's got 2,000 calories in it. Oh, five, 540 calories. Jesus. It's a frosty, chocolatey, coffee e treat. That sounds kind of nice. Our famous Jamaica shake. That I would have. Yeah. I'd like that. So all in all, <laughs> solid visit. Yeah, loved Arby's. It was great. So wait, remind me, if we went back, where would, what would you have? Because I need to have the fish thing now. Yeah, I would get the chicken sandwich again. That was good. Maybe get a Jamaica. Mm. A Jamaica shake. I would say, where, where would you rank it amongst all of the other food, fast food places we'd go to? I prefer it to, I, I'm going to say something controversial. I do not like In-N-Out. I think In-N-Out is terrible. I like In-N-Out. I think their their fries are like wet shit. Yeah, the fries are pretty fucking weird. And that, that that's enough to bring down the whole average of the experience for me. But how do you feel? I like the burger there. The, the salad is fresh, like the, the lettuce in it. I, I, no, it's not enough to win me over. All right. I just I really wanted to take the chance to talk about how much I dislike In-N-Out. So it's very contrary you. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. The big question is, what do we think the UK equivalent of Arby's is? And I think 
it's a Toby Carvery because of beef. I know it's not the same thing, but it feels like in the UK, all of I'll sit down, I'll have Toby Carvery, <laughs> I'll have a full roast beef, uh, like a roast beef, you know, Sunday lunch. Didn't and we? It, and in the UK, in the US, it's like, I'm going to grab and go a beef lunch and meat sandwich. Didn't we say that Sizzler was Toby Carvery? But we're allowed to have multiple. I know, I know. I'm not. I, I, I don't have anything as an alternative, so I'm not challenging you in, in that way. I mean, sandwich-wise, what else have we got to pick from? An upper crust? <laughs> I love referencing upper crust. Me too. Every time. Talk about how it slices the roof of your mouth off with this <laughs> crusty, crusty French bread. Tuna. Oh, I'm in Houston Station. I'm just going to grab an upper crust and I'll that tuna and, sandwich. That and Delice to France. Delice. <laughs> Delice to France. Get yourself... Shred that, shred that mouth with a baguette, and then get a nice croissant. Speaking of, it never ceases to amaze me how in the states people think patisserie Valerie is like posh. <laughs> oh, should we go to patisserie Valerie? I'm like patisserie Valerie. <laughs> anyway, the UK equivalent, unless you've got something else, I don't know. Podcast nemesis Michael's probably gonna fucking chime in. I think the UK equivalent of Arby's is Toby Carvery. <gasps> You're welcome. Oh wait, what about Harvester? Actually, I think we said Sizzler was Harvester, so actually... Okay, great. Yeah. So to confirm, (laughs) the UK equivalent of Arby's is Toby Carvery. You're welcome. Oh, I thought we were going to do that together. You're You're welcome. welcome. (laughs) And we are back. We've done the US topic. We're now going to do the UK topic. Babes, what is it? We're going to be talking about the illustrious career of one Claudia Ann Irina Winkleman. Irina. <laughs> Irina. Yes, indeed. Wow. According to this, she was born in Westminster, which I think is insane. <laughs> <laughs> At Westminster Abbey. Yeah, like birthed into just central, central London. That seems madness. Zone, zone one, baby. <laughs> yeah, completely. <laughs> We don't talk about that enough in America about how obsessed everyone is with the geographical layout of London when you live there. It really, it all starts in zone one in the middle and it fans out and gets like lesser and lesser. It's very 28 days later, (laughs) zone one. But it's because everyone's quite rightly so, so obsessed with how are we going to get around the city? (laughs) You're going to have to know. It's like in Australia, they're obsessed with uh, calling, like, I'm not going to go, oh, I'm going to go into central London. They'll say, I'm going to go into the CBD. Central, Central Business, business District. District. Central Business District. Central Business District. <laughs> wasn't that the Long Beach? Wasn't that? Okay, okay I'm getting I'm getting really <laughs> off track from Claudia no, no, Winkleman you're here. DTLB. DTLB. That, you're right. <laughs> you, you know me so well. Downtown, I was there. Downtown Long, Long Beach. Beach. DTLB. DTLB. Doesn't need to be abbreviated, everyone. <laughs> so she is, for US listeners, a, a TV host, TV presenter. It also says radio personality, writer and journalist. But I think she's most known for her. TV hosting work. Yeah, I can imagine that she's got some sort of deal and Radio 2 are like, oh, well, no, within that deal, you get, a, you get a show as well. Yeah. So she is, she has a very striking physical feature that everyone is obsessed <laughs> with, which is her fringe. <laughs> her bangs. US translation bangs. Yeah. It's kind of her signature look, which I think is interesting that it's kind of, it, it's got more and more insane looking over the years and become like, she's really leaned into it. Imagine if Jennifer Aniston never got rid of the Rachel. Yes. <laughs> and the Rachel just got bigger and bigger. That's completely it. <laughs> so she's she's kind of very much the top of the list at the moment because she hosts the UK version of The Traitors. Mm-hmm. And 
I have actually never seen a frame of the traitors US or UK, which I think is pretty bad of me because everyone loves it so much. But it's very fun. It's very I, camp. Yeah, I just I. I you know, you know me with my TV habits. I just, there's only, sometimes I just can't engage with TV shows. You've still not watched The White Lotus, have you? Uh, only the first season. I never watched the second season. Okay. I was very exhausted by the coverage of the second season <laughs> and everyone's feelings about it. That I, I yeah. It, it almost, I do think that show has made me turn on Jennifer Coolidge as well, which is no. tough. I'm just saying. So, uh, yeah, so she does, she hosts the UK version of that. And I don't know if you've seen, have you seen, I don't know what it was on. It just came across my desk. It's Dawn French parodying uh, Claudia Winkleman on The Traitors. Have you seen it? No. And she has a fringe that completely covers her face. (laughs) (laughs) And she's wearing, she's wearing a hood or something. Yes, a hood and a fringe. Yeah, very good. Don't don't love a Dawn French, but I do like that. (laughs) So it says in her kind of TV career that it's, around this is really quite wonderful because it's something i don't feel you and i have talked about but i feel we may have watched separately in our childhood homes growing up okay so it says in 1992 she started appearing uh, frequently in the long-running bbc series holiday <laughs> <laughs> and it says that she was on it quite a lot in the um in the 90s it said it culminates in a special documentary where she traveled around the world for 34 days reporting from japan india costa rica and dubai <laughs> but hol- what was holiday so it was... Was it basically like almost... Well, it couldn't be because it's BBC. I was going to say, was it Thomas Cook Spawn Con where they just talk about different places to go on holiday? Yeah, it, it truly was a show about where to go on holiday. So Which, I don't think it was sponsored. I think there was obviously some some hands guiding things behind the scenes for it. But yeah, it was. I think it was just this thing of people not being able to see pre-internet, not being able to see other places... So actually seeing someone going to Dubai was really a thing a thing, and so, like really shocking. <laughs> so I guess, and translation for American listeners, holidays, a vacation. Yes. So imagine a TV show simply just called Vacation. Vacation. <laughs> so it, it's almost like in the 90s, how do we bring to life, uh, like, what do you call those holiday magazines you get? from thomas like, cook uh, oh like i was thinking brochure. like condé nast traveler oh <laughs> no, i was thinking more like a like a vacation brochure you'd get from a travel a travel agent brochure oh my god a holiday brochure holiday, bro- holiday brochure thank you <laughs> so it's like we, how do we bring that to life oh my god a holiday brochure oh. much like the argos catalog there was a time in life where we'd sit down and leaf leaf leaf, <laughs> leaf through a, a brochure decide where to go on holiday maybe maybe like co- turn the corners of a couple of pages <laughs> yeah. dog ear that resort get that one in portugal that looks nice mm. it's got nice things for the kids <laughs> yeah apparently it says on here that the the show had a reputation for sh- featuring destinations that people couldn't afford to go to so they'd be like i oh, come on holiday to marrakesh and the people were like we can't afford to go there okay but it, i guess it makes sense yeah there's only so many episodes you can film in the costa del sol mm-hmm. <laughs> I? I was getting confused between holiday and a place in the sun yes no 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 fucking hell <laughs> when i was back in the uk the, the, my last night i had a my last day i was i had like a 5 a.m. flight or 6 a.m. flight, whatever, from Glasgow Airport. So I stayed in the beloved Mary at Glasgow Airport the night before. I watched The Place in the Sun. Fucking hell. <laughs> it's so bleak. Yeah, it's like Homes Under the Hammer. Did you ever ever get into a Homes Under the Hammer if you were ever off work, okay, if you were what sick? What was that again? <laughs> so it was on the BBC at like 11 a.m., 11.30 a.m. So if you were ever not working, either out of work or sick, that felt like that was always the thing. And it was the show would follow a house that being bought at auction and then they follow the journey of it if it gets like done up. So if it gets renovated, so they follow the people that buy it at auction and 
it gets like I think I don't know how they kind of film that show because it must go on for a really long time they just filmed for like four months like a million different (laughs) stories at once completely yeah so it's just that that's all it is but it's just this very mesmerizing format yeah i feel like there's a lot of those shows like holiday place of the sun homes under the hammer it all just kind of washes over you in a real wish you were here wish you were here wish you were here (laughs) i don't know (laughs) cowboy builders that was one of my favorites i love things about people being scammed anyway we've really (laughs) really veered off course here So then it says she kind of started popping up on This Morning to do celebrity interviews in the 90s. And then she did some... So this is the show that I'm really confused about, which is it was called God's Gift. So it used to be hosted by um, Davina McCall and then Claudia Winkleman hosted the second series. So it was five... It says each week five male contestants would vie with each other to win the affections and votes of a female audience or a male audience on gay specials by participating in a series of facetious games designed to test their sex appeal. Okay, I'm going to... Because it feels like it's very adjacent to that one where they push people in the swimming pool. Man, oh man. Man, oh man. With Chris Tarrant. <laughs> God's gift. Was Denise Van Outen on that as well? God's mm. gift TV show. Oh yeah. What did we just watch? We just watched a clip of God's gift from 1995. The quality looked like it was filmed in pre-the moon landing. <laughs> which I think was better quality than that footage we just watched. I remember this now. I don't. It had like a pop art set and yeah, guys would come on and the, yeah, the audience was all female and they would vote who was kind of the sexiest and they would do these dumb, like this, we just watched a video of a guy like mixing cement. <laughs> or like a real man Yeah, exactly, thing. exactly. What, next episode, do they light a fire? But Jeez. it's worth saying, because uh, Davina McCall was the host of this series that we were watching. And I would say that, speaking of fringe slash bang, she also had a very fraught uh, fringe situation in this, in this, look at this. Oh, yeah. How would you describe that it's, fringe? It's, it's like a 10% less severe version of that Courtney Cox fringe from yes, Scream. it really is. The Scream 2 fringe. Yeah. In this early days, she, t- she hosted the game show Talking Telephone Numbers. I remember this one. What the fuck was that? No, do you not remember this? This was uh, Philip Schofield, Boo, and Emma Forbes. So they like reunited from their their kind of room closet or whatever that fucking show was. Broom cupboard. So yeah, it was... (laughs) This is so... This couldn't be more UK 90s. The show's format featured variety acts, which doesn't make any sense, which were used to generate numbers... And the viewers had the chance to win up to £25,000 if the five random numbers generated during the show matched the last five digits of their telephone number in, in any order. What a fucking wild concept for a show. <laughs> it's kind of like a national lottery, but a phone number version. Like a phone number lottery. Yeah, but, yeah. but with clearly oh with God. like strange acts that would make the numbers come up. We have to, as a future episode, do the national lottery. Yeah, we do. <laughs> We really need to. We definitely have talked about Mystic Meg before. Yeah. We really get into, in the 2000s, the reason that she even came into my mind after the traitors kind of bringing this up is that I said to you that I was going to use this as a backdoor to talk about Fame Academy. And you said, I don't even think she was the host of Fame Academy. Now, here's where I've managed to trick my way into this. She did host the third season of Comic Relief Does Fame Academy. (laughs) (laughs) Which incidentally was my very first TV job. That one was. Yeah. 
Yeah. So now tell me, what was Comet Relief does Fame Academy <laughs> and who was on it? So Fame Academy was a TV show, like a the BBC version of X Factor, essentially. But it was meant to be more kind of real, real legit. and... I was going to use the word holistic for some reason, but it was very much meant to be like, oh, we're going to really show you like how to put like a pop star together with a very like singer songwriter angle. Oh my God, you're not going to believe this. What? I, I opened my notes app thing for the podcast just to, to write down the National Lottery. Look at the last thing that was previously written. The National Lottery. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, carry on. So, Academy. Yeah, so it was like, you know, real people who are trying to break into the music industry, like singer songwriters, and they would go on the show and it was like, they would perform every week, but the whole show was very like kind and nice about trying to make them craft them into like stars basically yeah so then comic relief the charity took over and it was celebrities taking part in fame academy and i think the the big thing is that they put them in a like reality show house like big brother so it was like a fusion and uh there was three three series of it and i worked on the final third and final series of it and who was in it? Who was it? who were the celebs? <laughs> so it's Patrick Kilty and uh, Claudia Winkleman were the hosts, and I was very starstruck when I saw Claudia Winkleman for the first time in real life. She was one of in my early days of working in TV. So what year was this? Two thousand and seven. Turned up on my first day. I got, I joined this show like they'd all been working in pre production, and I joined as they were filming. And I was a runner, which is US translation PA. How'd you get that job? I can't remember. Yeah. <laughs> Not to make this entire segment about one series of comic relief does fame academy but i was very exciting it was my first ever tv job and it was being filmed at you know county hall in london which is next to the london eye <laughs> wait which is attached to <laughs> that is, marriott hotel attached to the Mar- and the london aquarium and the spa and who works in that spa at the marriott <laughs> hotel didn't someone from eternal work as like a massage therapist oh yeah i think bernie works yeah. there <laughs> <laughs> anyway so yeah it was at that county hall and Essentially, my job was to, because they had like a Big Brother style house, I think I had to go in and like clean the house, which is really weird. Oh. And then I like, it was all like, wait, I had to like fill the fridge. I remember doing that the in the house middle of the night. Was in County Hall. Yeah, they lived in County Hall in like a Big Brother house. And there was like a stage there where they performed as well. Yeah, that series, there was some pretty uh, top, top celebrities on oh, yeah, there. Yeah, hit Mor- me. Miranda Hart. Oh. <laughs> Linda Robson from. <laughs> <laughs> for Birds of a Feather. That's the second time today I've talked about Linda Robson from Birds of a Feather. Yeah. And uh, uh, they were early. Just quick side note. Katie and I, my friend Katie was saying, we're talking about Birds of a Feather. We're like, actually, was that show really progressive about two, what, divorcee women in their 40s? Yes. And their exploits and their very sexually awakened older neighbor? Yeah, it really was. Pretty progressive. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, Zoe Salmon, who I... No, I'm getting Zoe Salmon confused with Zoe Burkett. Zoe Salmon was a TV presenter. Uh, Mel from Mel and Sue, <laughs> Angelica Bell, the TV kids TV presenter, yeah, and then the top three was Sean Williamson, aka Barry from EastEnders, Trisha Penrose, who I believe was the, uh, she's a Northern actress who's on like Coronation Street, and then all those uh, Heartbeat. I think she was like famously in Heartbeat for Heartbeat. a very long time, and then R.I.P. Very sadly, the person that won the show, TPT, Tara Palmer Tompkinson, oh. and I have to say she was the nicest one. Was she? She was really, she was lovely. Tara Palmer Tompkinson. Oh, yeah. for her. Anyway. Well, I have a <laughs> Claudia Winkleman comic relief story. Oh. The one time I've worked with and met Claudia Winkleman was when I was part of comic relief in, I mean, I just can't get enough era. 2009, would that be? So I was, I was, because I was working at Jonathan Ross at the time. So I was uh, just helping out that year in comic relief. <laughs> because we're all kind of roped in, which was super fun. And I was kind of like just someone who would just help guide around talent. And she was one of my people. And 
the week before I'd done a donut eating competition in my office because we had a week off from John the Ross, but we're still working. We're like, should we do something? Should we do a donut eating competition? Those are the golden days of television, yeah. eh? <laughs> Us just fanning around in an office eating donuts. Donut eating competition, which the idea was, was me against this, my colleague Pete, and we had to see who could eat the most donuts to the duration of the song, Eye of the Tiger. Wow. I lost. Oh, damn. Yeah, and we filmed it all because we didn't have much going on that week. And then, <laughs> and then that week we went and helped out on Comic Relief and I was like dealing with Claudia Winkleman who was an utter joy. And me and Pete were standing there and she came out of her dressing room and she went, oh, hey boys, um, do you want this thing of donuts that I've got in here? I'm not going to eat them. And we were both like, oh. But yeah, she was lovely. So then I think she's most famous for uh, t- taking over from uh, Bruce Forsyth in hosting Strictly Come Dancing, our version of... Dancing with the Stars. Dancing with the Stars. Well, which she does with Tess Daly. Yeah, with Tess Daly. Oh, so yeah, in 2014, um, after Bruce Forsyth passed away, she took over co-hosting that. So that's kind of, I think she's the most well-known for that in the UK. But she originally did It Takes Two. She yes. did the spin-off Strictly show. She did. Right. <laughs> Now, speaking of Strictly, <laughs> where are we going now? <laughs> I've just got like a full list of the of the kind of contestants on there. And I've kind of, I just want to do a test with you to see if you think that any of these people were actually on the show or whether I've made it up, oh, basically. <laughs> Jamelia. Was Jamelia ever on Strictly? No. Well, Ben, she was on Series 13. <laughs> she came eighth. Lulu. Wait! No. Ben, I can tell you, Lulu was on, was on Strictly Come Dancing. <laughs> Wait a minute. All of these people you're going to mention have been on Strictly. I didn't say that. Okay. I said some have and some haven't. Pixie Lot. She's done Strictly for sure. She has done Strictly. Yeah. And then my final one, Molly from the Saturdays. Yes. I mean, you're correct. I did literally just read people off of the list. Every single one of those people I was on there. I knew it. You know me too well. The the strictly the full Strictly Come Dancing like contestant list is a true wild list of people. When you look at them just all laid out next to each other, they've got them all here in chronological order. It is... I actually am surprised there's anyone left in the UK who's ever been on any kind of television or music or film or anything that hasn't been on there. It's... Uh- it's a wild ride. Side note, I'm just going to read out the celebs, the lineup for Dancing on Ice this year. Oh. Just because you made me think about it. Hannah, the only person we're really interested in is Hannah Spirit. Yeah. Spirit. Uh, for a corona- former Coronation Street actor, Ryan Thomas. Yep. Emmerdale star, Roxy Shahidi. Love Island's Amber Davies. Former boxer, Ricky Hatton. And Olympian, Greg Rutherford. Rutherford. And then <laughs> we've also got Eddie the Eagle. <laughs> Fucking hell. She's still alive. I know. Can you believe it? Claire Sweeney. Oh. Oh, I tell you what. I tell you something. I saw something online about that where Lorraine, on the Lorraine show, they went and interviewed like people getting ready for Dancing on Ice. Uh And Claire Sweeney was there and they captioned her um, Claire Sweeney and it said, uh, part of the band Steps. Oopsie! They got Richards and Sweeney mixed up. Ricky Norwood, Miles Nazaire. Oh, he's made in Chelsea. Lou Sanders. Who's she? I tell you what. Oh, she's she's a comedian. And then Adele you, Roberts. We know who yeah. she is. And that's it. I tell you what. 
Love Island. Talk about God's gift for reality competition shows in the UK. That really just, I feel like to throw like two or three people, like one or two people from Love Island onto every single reality show you're making is a real gift. Because that will bring in a younger audience. Yeah. (laughs) It's just like such a, I just can imagine being a celebrity booker in the, in the UK and really having a, all those Love Island contestants on like a long list for everything. Where do you stand with ice skating? I love ice skating. Do you? Yeah. I'm pretty good at it. See, I can imagine it could go either way with you. You being like scared of falling or actually being very good. No, I'm I'm very good. Yeah. When did you last ice skate? I last ice skated. Oh, it really wasn't that long ago. It was in um. It was in Yosemite. Oh, nice. Yeah, like like uh, 2021. <laughs> On a real lake? No, it was oh. a like a uh, constructed one oh, in okay. a, in like Yosemite. You know, where they're in the village in Yosemite Park. Right, 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 yeah. right, right. It was really nice. It was very magical. I did it in Scotland in December. <laughs> I was, uh, it was fine. Came back because the rollerblading in the 90s yeah, really same. came back to me. Me too. But uh, <laughs> I don't know if you saw that video I uploaded of my friend Ricardo and he's doing a business call yes. on the ice. <laughs> Just skating around on his phone. Loved it. Rollerblading. I was so smug about some of those things I could do when I was younger. The other thing I, I was really good at was windsurfing. <laughs> Seriously, does anybody care? Uh, yeah, we went to we went to the Lake District for like a family holiday, and I took up I did like windsurfing on Lake Windermere. Seriously, so and I I really took to it, and then I went and did it in the Caribbean as well. I wonder <gasps> if I could still windsurf. I feel like I could still remember how to do You'd it. Probably be better now than ever before. Yeah, I feel like I'd be sturdier now. Yeah, heavier. Should I join the gay rugby team? Seriously, rebellion. Kings Cross Steelers. The one here. <laughs> I just don't know if I've got the time. I think I've got the right attitude for it. Like, I'd want to kill people. Yeah. But then would I just get killed? Would I just get destroyed? Maybe. Yeah. Anyway, side note. Back to... <laughs> Should I join the LA gay ice skating team? Is the, there one? The ice gay pays. <laughs> I don't know. So, Claudia Winkleman, eh? Yeah. I mean, honestly, those are really just the main things I wanted to talk about. I do feel like I've probably talked enough about her anyway. Yeah. Okay. So, working out a US equivalent of Claude's is difficult because, as we've discussed before... The U.S. doesn't really have pure hosts. No, it's it's definitely a kind of a it's a really secondary thing here, isn't it? You kind of just do it as a as a side thing. But to bridge the gap, here's the thing: Claudia, she went to Cambridge. She's intelligent. She's almost she she isn't, but she could have been almost like a journalist type situation. Yeah. So is there like an Anderson Cooper? But a dialed down Anderson Cooper type <laughs> thing that could be a Claudia. Yeah, and I think there's... Okay, in the same way that Anderson Cooper also hosts and has hosted like fun stuff like in the mole, the mole or New Year's Eve. Yeah. If you suddenly saw Claudia host something more hard hitting or serious, you yeah. would buy it. Yeah, I think that's a really good... Because I my thing I was trying to go for was <laughs> oh, someone wait, with a very striking physical feature. <laughs> And I really couldn't land on an American celebrity that is known for their for their kind of hair. And also, it looks like she's got a posh background. Yeah. And so does he. Yeah. He's a posh, Vanderbilt. Posh and rich. Yeah. No, I think I think you might have done it. And they're both kind of like campy gay icons in a way, in their own way. Yes. How have I accidentally done this? I don't know. And I guess everyone knows Anderson Cooper for being grey-haired. Yeah. So he, his hair is his thing. Oh, wow. And her hair is her thing. Well, there you go, Ben. You've, you've solved it without me having to even say anything. The U.S. The US equivalent of Claudia Winkleman is Anderson Cooper. You're welcome. 
Thank you very much for listening, oh, everyone. Well, we're back, aren't we? We're back. We're really back and with a bang. Please rate and review a Snapple podcast. Yeah. Seriously, please rate and review a Snapple podcast. <laughs> Get in touch and email your welcome America at Gmail. No, I've, I, I, see, I don't know it. Your welcome America podcast at gmail.com. Please give us a shout on Instagram. You're welcome America. And we will very shortly be starting a new spinoff. Yeah. Oh. Do you want to give an Do you want to give an audio clue to what the new spinoff is? Ah! <laughs> wow. <laughs> please, please guess what that is. If you can discern what that uh, what that little sound is from. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty okay. good, wasn't it? It was good. <laughs> a note which I don't think she can sustain live. Uh, thank you for listening. You're welcome. See you soon. Tata. You are right up May Street. Oh, you can't make me choose. I go by Toyota. Sponsors T4. Fuck me, Lee Ryan's 13. I remember we couldn't remember the word for table.